Welcome to Between the Guidelines. This is a podcast for outdoor leaders who are interested in the interpersonal. On this show, you'll hear the stories of incredible outdoor professionals, who they are, how they're making a difference, and how you can too. I'm your host, Ben Wright, and as an outdoor professional with a decade of experience guiding, teaching, and leading others, I'm here to give you the knowledge I've gained along the way. Thank you for tuning in and walking between the guidelines with me today. On the show today, we have Taryn O'Donnell. She tears it up on the Taryn It Up podcast, is a Jill of all trades, and was so fun to talk to and interview. In addition to hosting her own podcast, she works as the marketing director for Tahoe Mountain Sports and is a professional yoga and fitness instructor. She champions the stories of women in the outdoor business world and hangs out with friends. So please check out her podcast wherever you listen to yours. Now, if you're hearing this, it may mean that you are not a paid subscriber to Between the Guidelines on my Substack. So you'll only be hearing part one of this interview. If you'd like to hear the second half of our conversation, please search Between the Guidelines on Substack and become a paid subscriber. Additionally, take a moment to like, share, comment, and leave a five-star review on this episode. It really does make a difference helping me get this information out to other outdoor recreation professionals, and it makes my day. If you have any questions, topics, and guest suggestions, or simply want to connect, you can reach me at betweentheguidelines at gmail.com. And without further ado, I give you Taryn O'Donnell. Hello, everybody. Um, yeah, so I'm Taryn. I live in Truckee, California, which is the Tahoe region. And a lot of people, if you're not super familiar, are kind of surprised. They've heard of Tahoe, but they're like, I don't know where Tahoe is. And they're surprised when they hear it's half in California, half in Nevada. Um, so it is a little more like northern California, but on the east side. So I don't know, a little central northern there. But yeah, people are always like, oh, I had no idea where to imagine this giant lake. But yep, half in Nevada, half in California. So we're right on the Nevada border, pretty much here in Truckee. Um, Reno, Nevada is like 30 minutes from us. Uh, That's Mm. like the biggest, the closest big city. So we'll go down there to, you know, do like Costco runs or any kind of big city shopping other than just Safeway and that kind of grocery, uh, typical grocery shopping stuff. But I mean, Tahoe is just beautiful. We have everything we need right out our back doors um, as far as like, outdoor activities yeah what what do you get into like top three and then like top 20 <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's super hard so I usually will do kind of like seasonal so like for winter it's like snowboarding or snowmobiling uh this winter has not been great so I haven't really been doing any of that um a little bit of cross-country skiing and then summertime is mountain biking and paddleboarding um and really then it's just in between those seasons, it's a mix of whatever the conditions allow for. If we have a, a late winter, then spring will still take up some of those winter sports and um, fall will take up, you know, biking is until it snows enough. So I guess it kind of gave you a top four. <laughs> love it. Love it. Yeah. So that's sort of the rec side, like what you enjoy in mm-hmm. terms of like your career. What do you get into? Okay. Well, so I work for a gear shop in Truckee. Um, We're a backcountry ski shop in the winter. And then in the summer, we focus on trail running, 
backpacking, camping, hiking, and um, that kind of thing. So I do the marketing. I'm the marketing director Hmm. for them, which is, again, a a surprise for some people to think that this like tiny little gear shop has or needs a marketing director. (laughs) But we put our hands in a lot of pots, like sponsor a lot of events, put on a lot of events. We have an ambassador team. And so it's more than just like social media. We have a huge email list um, and we've had a lot of like long form content on our blog since we opened, which was, gosh, it's been, I think this year we're actually technically celebrating 20 years, but we've been in Truckee for 10 years. And before that we were in Kings Beach. um, So right on the, the Lake Tahoe side, but yeah, so we have a, a pretty big audience as far as our email and blog and whatnot. So continuing that content and then, like I said, handling like any events and our ambassador team. So uh, there's a lot of hats I wear as the marketing director and I am oh, the yeah. full marketing team, too. Um, so <laughs> I'm not really directing anybody else, but I'm Love just it. doing uh, just it's almost like split personalities where I'm the director and then I'm taking my direction. <laughs> but <Love> yeah, <laughs> I work really closely with uh, my boss, the owner. And I was in the store like as a sales associate. That's how I started. Um, and it just over the last two and a half years has morphed into becoming full-time marketing. And so I'm actually fully remote doing it and I'm not in the store anymore working sales shifts, which is Mm. awesome and nice uh, to have that flexibility. But I do sometimes miss like being around my coworkers and or just customers and having the the day-to-day banter and whatnot. Yeah. That's my like main day job. (laughs) And then I... Do I am a personal trainer as well. Um, I kind of that ebbs and flows with seasons and I've gone to doing most of that training remotely. And then I have a podcast and I also am a sales rep for a women's workwear company. <laughs> no way. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. And I All help right. coach the high school wrestling team. So um, winter's <laughs> really busy for me. <laughs> yeah. As I was searching through your LinkedIn, it was like, this date to present, this date to present, this date to present, this date to present. I was like, maybe she's not updating, but if yeah. not, she's got a lot going on. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Someone, uh, one of my other friends like saw my LinkedIn and she was like, look at all those jobs. <laughs> like, yeah. I know it's kind of a problem, but they're all pretty seasonal. Well, yeah. kind of just, they just ebb yeah. and flow, except through, like everything else. They're busier um, with certain times of the year but i've got a visitor here trying to get up in my lap oh my gosh who is this (laughs) this is tugboat um he is my little two-year-old dog who is a very snuggly attached type dog so (laughs) he always likes to know what i'm up to and he can't hear you obviously because i've got headphones on but he knows i'm talking to someone so he always likes to pop up and be like who's who's on the screen what's up tugboat (laughs) um that's sweet. All right. So do, for for the myriad of jobs that you're doing, does that match your personality? Are you trying to go more full time in one direction or do you like that sort of seasonal shift back and forth? So I, I like the seasonal shift. I've definitely tried. I mean, this the marketing job came upon because I was trying to get down to one. I was really tired of kind of the the instability of like just personal training full-time and all that and working in the shop as just an associate. I wanted to have like a steady paycheck, one main gig. And um, it just, 
it's hard for me to say no to other opportunities. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I just find myself continuing to say yes to them. And I just like to dip my toes in a little bit of everything. I've always been kind of uh, like self-proclaimed Jane of all trades. I've never really been like a master at one per se, but I like to do a little bit of everything. I like to know how everything works. And so the best way for me to do that and well, how I feel anyway, is like to to work in that and to get experience that way and to really see the inner workings of things, um, which is really how I got into the outdoor industry in the first place and how I was able to kind of travel and see a few places was because I worked somewhere that mm. maybe took me there. So it's just kind of been an ingrained thing in me that I have to work in some kind of job or industry to be able to like get into it or learn more about it. And like I said, see yeah. the whole, the, the way it all works on the inside. Yeah, absolutely. That That's definitely been the case for me, like as a, a climbing guide, you know what I mean? Like that was the avenue by which I got to go to these amazing areas, you know, mm -hmm. working at summer camps. It was like, oh, I, I get to lead these trips. So I'm like doing this recreationally, but I'm also learning about it from other professionals who are way more skilled. Mm -hmm. So it's a little bit of a cheat code. <laughs> yeah. And then generally, you you know, you can lead kind of easier trips starting out and then you build up from there. I've always been the type of person who has done so many different things and had so many different hobbies. And as much as I want to try and kind of slim my, my offerings or, or paths mm. down, it just doesn't seem like it happens. And I'm trying to get to a place where 2020 was really when I kind of, I really got burnt out of trying to um, just make a living with my personal training business and was still at the shop seasonally and started to take on more of the marketing thing. And when I got the opportunity to do it full time, that was my answer to like, okay, let's slow down to one thing. Um, and then again, as they, I started getting unsettled in that, I was like, okay, that's, I want more. I'm kind of bored. So mm. I'm trying to come to terms with finding the, you know, the word that I kind of hate using, but balance between all of how can I do multiple things that interest me without taking on too much and inevitably like going through this vicious cycle of like burnout and boredom. Um, so I'm trying, to, I'm still trying to find that, but I'm definitely learning that for me, there is some kind of balance out there for sure. Cause I, I know that just one thing isn't gonna, isn't gonna get me by and, and feed all of my like desires and wants. So I'm again, still so just kind of dabbling my toes here and there to figure out how I can do a little bit here and a little bit there to keep things interesting, not boring. And especially because everything I do, like it goes through its seasons. Um, so that's the the key I'm trying to really find is how to get those seasons to be more offset rather than everything at once. Everything's on or everything's off. That's mm -hmm. the struggle I have right now is like, okay, we're getting there, but they're not yeah. quite offset yet. So yeah, and I think that's something that outdoor rec professionals deal with pretty regularly, right? You've got a seasonal year, you're on the river, and then you're in the city for the winter. And then you've mm -hmm. got like seasonal depression because it's cold and no one knows that you're a total badass. Yeah, there's somebody I'm, and I'm blanking on who it was, they were talking about sort of the different ideas behind balance but then also rhythm. 
Because I, oh, I yeah. think a lot of times we sort of think like balance is like, mm -hmm. I'm totally centered. This, you know, everything, nothing can move me. You know, you do yoga and it's like, no, balance is very dynamic. Yeah. But, uh, but they sort of talked about how rhythm is a good way to think about it because you've got your verse, your chorus, your your intro, your outro, whatever it may be. And so, you know, January to whenever I'm doing this. So the rhythm of my life looks like mm -hmm. I'm working every weekend, you know, and then in the summertime, it's like, all right, we let's go to weekdays. And so that's a little bit easier to wrap my mind around rather than being like, oh man, I'm unbalanced because it's, I'm not balanced in this particular moment, but then you do a year or, you mm -hmm. know, a 10 year review of like, all right, what have I been getting into? And you're like, oh, there is ebbs and flows. I do. I like that idea of rhythm and what we talk about on my podcast, uh, or we've talked about several times with balance is like balance is not that even 50, 50, it's going to be like 60, 40, 70, 30, mm -hmm. you know, 80, 20. Sometimes mm -hmm. when you're thinking about it that way, like, yeah, it's not an even balance, but at this point in life, you might have more free time, you know, in the summer for a lot mm -hmm. of people, uh, because whatever, I don't know, school's out or, for me, it's just there's more daylight, right? So I can yeah. still work these 40 plus hours depending on whatever I'm doing, but I still have time that I can go outside in the evening after work, whereas winter, you're just limited to how much outdoor activity you can get in unless you have you know the freedom of like remote work all the time that you can be sitting inside working past you know five o'clock or whatnot, but right. not everybody obviously has that. Mm. But I love to look at it in that way of this flow or rhythm so that you're not just like kind of getting hard on yourself of, Oh, I've gotten, I'm not doing anything for myself. Um, or I'm doing too much here, too much there. It's like, yeah, we'll remember in a few weeks or a couple months or whatever, things are going to change. But I think so looking at your whole year too, especially if you do have seasonal jobs or seasonal interests, then that can kind of help calm you down a little bit and say yeah. okay this is like this is okay instead of letting it get overwhelming because I mean there's plenty of times for me I get overwhelmed of like oh my god like these next couple of weeks are insane when's it gonna slow down um but yeah it really does take like opening up my calendar and looking like okay there's a light at the end of the tunnel <laughs> where we can do this when it comes to the balance and the rhythm you know there's definitely something that you're looking to get out of that right mm -hmm. so someone who has the nine to five i've got that what well, sort of right now and uh there's a sense of security that comes with mm -hmm. it right for someone who wants to get into guiding or outdoor recreation professionally it's a little bit more about the freedom right mm -hmm. and there's pros and cons with both how do you define those values that you're bringing to the table that what you're doing allows you to express so like I said, I kind of, I definitely went through that of where I had that urge for that security and stability of that paycheck because all these different jobs, the, the hours fluctuate. That's my paycheck fluctuated. I never had, you know, a salaried job until a year and a half ago or something that it was just so hard to plan for anything. And it was getting to that point in life of like, I want to be able to like, plan on what is what I am going to be able to buy for groceries next week or if I can go on a vacation or something. Um, so I can totally understand the urge for that security and stability. And but like so just the way I've been so used to life of having this kind of flexibility with schedules um, throughout seasons 
has been so nice to be able to kind of alter my life in those ways, do what I can when I can and be able to like kind of take time off work to go on a vacation whenever I wanted instead of waiting for that PTO, even though it would not be paid. <laughs> it would still just the flexible schedule is very, very appealing. Um, and that's why I was super lucky with my position to be able to find something that it has that stability and security of a stable uh, paycheck, a regular paycheck. But I have the freedom to like change my schedule. I can, you know, start work at 11 a.m. if I want to go on a big like bike ride or go out and snowmobile for a couple hours or something. Um, or I can and I can work until eight o'clock, nine o'clock at night if I mm -hmm. can't start work till later or vice versa, start super early in the morning so I can be done by two or have a big lunch, you know. So I was just lucky and finally being able to get a position like this that allows me to have that stability and that freedom because ultimately that is what I've always been looking for is yeah. some kind of remote position in the outdoor industry that keeps so it keeps me involved in the outdoor industry but I don't have to be like there in person so that I can have this flexibility because every other job you know sales associate or guide or you have to be there and commit to these hours and times yeah. so yeah it's just and obviously, like working a remote job isn't everyone's desire or, mm. you know, something not something that everyone can do. Mm. So I think that you just have to then really think about your values in it, right? Like what is more important to you or how can you set yourself up for it to be secure? Like if it's a guide, yeah. right? And you don't know how many tours you're going to have in a day or throughout the summer, how can you kind of pre-plan and mm -hmm. set some numbers like that you're trying to hit maybe so you know that after summer you are okay you have like money set aside or something to allow for time for that fun and that's something I never ever did um mm -hmm. as a young guide or anything I was definitely flying by the seat of my pants and yeah, you know some guilty. people same yeah <laughs> and it's it's hard financially a lot of people just aren't in that position anyways to be able to set aside mm. a bunch of money to go like have fun later like they have you know paycheck to paycheck they have those bills due that they can't really set it aside but I think as much as you can try and kind of plan and set yourself up when you have a job that isn't quite the same week to week um is just helpful and being able to allow you to have that other freedom that you crave so you kind of have to make your own security out of it yeah. it seems like that's what you're doing right with the tearing it up podcast you're creating some freedom for yourself, even though there's, you know, a schedule for what you're posting and what you're doing. Would you talk a little bit more about what you're doing, how you're doing it, what you get out of it and what you're wanting to share with listeners with your podcast? Yeah. Um, so my podcast is, it's pretty similar to yours in the idea that our goal is to share people's stories to, in hopes to resonate with other people out there and inspire them to go after what it is they want. I was really lucky in having a great support system with my family and friends. I grew up as a wrestler and this is kind of where it all stems is like being a female wrestler early on. Like it wasn't much of a sport and no one ever told me I couldn't do it. Like my family was never like unsupportive of it. I was just a part of the team, one of the guys. And it wasn't until like later in life that I really like realized how many women are out there like who want to do things in male-dominated areas 
and don't have that support and they're just shut down. And I was just like, wow, that's crazy. And I, I want to give the support that I had to other people. So Mm -hmm. I got involved in a lot of different women's organizations and it made me want to share stories too, because I feel like if you are hearing that someone else, you know, just went after that thing they wanted, went for that promotion, that job, or decided to move somewhere brand new, that they just did it. Even if they didn't have like the huge support system that if you want it bad enough, like you can make it happen. So I just, I wanted to start the podcast to be able to share those stories and reach more people because with the women's organizations that I was involved in, we were doing, you know, lots of events and things like that. But I realized that's, that I can only do that where I'm at. And so the podcast has such a, you know, a reach globally, nationwide, like there's no, no limit to the people I can reach by doing it and sharing these stories. So that's how the Tearing It Up podcast is kind of born. Um, just this desire to really tell these stories and like to light that fire under someone who is kind of waiting for like the perfect moment. But as we all know, too, like nothing's ever going to be that perfect moment. You just have to take the risk when... Yeah when you can. (laughs) Would you sort of tell the listeners what that imperfect moment was to start it? You're saying like, I wanted to get, you know, my stories out there and and other people's stories out there. But was there sort of a moment where you're like, post? Yeah, I was just tired of waiting. I, me and a couple of my buddies had talked about having a podcast for like a decade. And I had moved to Tahoe. I've been in Tahoe for about 10 years now. And, um, it was just, it wasn't like a thing to do zoom podcasts. I mean, podcasts still were not like suit, not everyone had one. Um, and like I said, doing it virtually just was nothing that crossed my mind until 2020. And I started seeing, it was really like a friend of mine who I saw was starting a podcast and I was like, well, what the heck? Like if she can do it, like, what am I waiting for? Um, but then I was alone. I didn't have these same, the friends, um, around me that wanted to start the podcast. I had no idea what I would talk about. And one day I was just home and I asked one of my, uh, good friends, like, Hey, will you just sit down with me and record a conversation? Like I want to, I want to start a podcast and I just need someone to talk to. So we sat down, we recorded a conversation and I was like, I'm posting it. And so it was a pretty slow start to the podcast because of that. Um, you know, I figured too, I heard people were doing it over Zoom. So I knew that's what was going to happen when I went back to Tahoe. Mm. Um, but we didn't have a regular cadence. It was like whenever we could meet, which was, it'd be two weeks, three weeks, sometimes a month. And finally, it was like when I when we got enough episodes out there and people were responding a bit that I was like, we need to make this regular so that we're actually on people's radars. Mm. And the, you know, same kind of story with, how I find a guest now I was just like I just have to ask someone if they say no they say no and I've Mm. as time's gone you know it's just about repetitions right the more I ask the easier it gets and we've kind of narrowed it down um to we have conversations really just kind of shooting the shit and sharing what's going on in our lives again so people can you can kind of normalize just the everyday life like not everything's Mm. super exciting and great so when my co-host amber and i have conversations a lot of times we're catching up on what's going on in our life and the everyday kind of struggles so that again it just feels like you're listening to your friends and you are 
relating and resonating with them and not feeling like you're just sitting around twiddling your thumbs and not doing something super exciting and living your dream life. Um, And when we have guests, it's about sharing kind of their story and hopefully showing the side too that like this wasn't a success overnight. (laughs) Like they put work into whatever business or um, like career they're, they're going after. But yeah, it just took a lot of just repetitions over time of just doing it. Like I said, it was really that moment of being tired of waiting. Um, It's like nothing's perfect because I don't have a complete topic. I don't have this. I don't have that. I have a microphone Mm. and a desire. So (laughs) I did it. Yeah. Yeah. For for myself, I was, I'll say read, but audible, you know, shout out, give us a sponsor. Uh, (laughs) I listened to Seth Godin's book, Lynchpin, and and he talks about your work as your art and how you just have to ship, like you just have to post. And once you do the first one, it's out there and then you can grow from there. Yep. You're saying that you didn't have it perfectly defined right at the start. What did that process look like moving from this sort of nebulous idea to something more specific and well-branded? Um, I mean, just it just took a lot of time and, and trying to figure out exactly what worked and what didn't. And what I mean by that is like, not necessarily like what gets more likes or shares or anything like that, but like what worked for us, like what felt natural mm. and and easy instead of like forced, uh, like, oh, we have to have conversations about this topic and this only. So, and again, with something like podcasting, which is public speaking for a lot of people is not easy. Um, and it was, it was overwhelming of like, okay, we're just going to send our thoughts out there to the world. But like, again, over time and repetitions, it just got easier and it kind of morphed like itself but just be we just were able to kind of niche down and focus more as we had more conversations and realize like what we like talking about and for me it's like yeah it's what what do I want to talk about what would I want to hear because if I want to hear about something or talk about something surely somewhere someone else in the seven billion people like there's another person who also would want to hear about it or talk about it so instead of just thinking so much about what do people want from me I just I'm trying to change that to like, what do I want to give to people? Um, because yeah, you, you're not going to make everybody happy for just trying to think about like, what do they want from me? Um, obviously once you get an audience and they're expecting something from you, then you kind of, you know, you think about that, but I still don't want that to be like the overtaking reason of why yeah. I'm doing something is others expectations. Hmm. Do do you have a practice for kind of centering that value in yourself of going like, all right, this needs to be authentic to me. I want to give people what's true to me, what what feels right to share uh, and not get caught in this sort of loop of like, oh, this episode did really well. We should do that again. But then also finding, oh, that did work well. Well, let's Mm -hmm. keep doing that. It's such an interesting mix. So do you do you find that there's a practice you have that helps balance that rhythm? Not at all really right now. It's interesting because just I've worn so many different hats and wear so many different hats that I've gone through this with like my personal training business. I think I spent a lot of time, especially in those years that I was really getting off on my own doing it, 2020 to 2022, really the, just those two years were 
it was full-time that. And I just found myself so caught up in the mix of comparing what other people like my business were doing like on Instagram and stuff like that. And like, okay, I have to do this for people to like me or trust me or follow me or this and that. And then it almost has had the opposite effect with other parts. I'm like, well, I already tried to be like other people um, for business. So with my podcast, because it came truly of like hundred percent passion that I, I don't really look at that stuff at all. Uh, I just continue to like, Hey, I want to talk to this person. I want to have this conversation. I'm going to do it. Uh, and if you want to listen, great, because I've gotten on that other side stuck in like, Oh, what do people want? And like I said, it's just, you're not going to make everybody happy. And my goal of the podcast is to like, give people me as me and show up uh, the way I just do in the world, which is like, this is what you get. <laughs> love it. Love it. And listening to your podcast, it is such a gift. Like the stories that you're sharing. Um, I think it was Tasha Thomas. Yeah. What was on, you know, last month or a couple of weeks ago. And I was just like, so blown away by how awesome they are. But I was also really moved. Um, you know, if you're listening, definitely look up that episode and more of what Taryn is doing. But y'all were talking about kind of the role of female centric spaces in, mm -hmm. you know, specifically snowmobiling. And one thing that stood out to me in that was they just said, when it's just women around one another, all the energy that normally goes to fitting in is now directed towards snowmobiling. Yeah. And I just never thought, you know, about like, oh, wow, like, yeah, there is this energy. And then it, I'm not sure who said it on the show, but they said, you know, if, if something goes wrong, it's just because I'm learning. It's not mm -hmm. because I'm a woman. Yeah. And it was such like a mind opening, like that is a, su it spoke to me, like, this is how I can understand mm -hmm. Yeah, moving, moving on from that. Do you find that that's been true for you and having like a female centric podcast? Yeah. I mean, I think that and it doesn't even have to be it's not just women obviously who go through this either it when you're with a co-ed group or it could be guys with guys if you're just a beginner in anything you can get caught in that rat race of trying to keep up and fit in and that's all you're doing is trying to keep up and you're not able to kind of explore what works for you um and what you want and i think that just is true to you can apply that to like any aspect of life, your work, your friends, your, like I said, hobbies um, with podcasts. Like I said, I fell into that kind of with my training business. So for me, yeah, just focusing on like kind of who I'm with and the idea is like, I'm not trying to fit into this certain mold is, has helped greatly. That's the point and goal that we want others to hear and realize as well is that just, you know, what do you want and how can you get it regardless of, you know, how it makes you look or how you fit in or how hard it might be? Like, just mm. give it a try. I love it. Is there a way that people can reach you? Yes. So um, you can find me on social media in a couple different spots. So my the podcast Instagram is taryn.it.up dot podcast <laughs> dots always make it confusing and then um my other instagram that's kind of become my it was my like personal training instagram now it's just become my everything is taryn.k.o 
So those are probably the best places to find me and tearingituppodcast.com or tkoyogafit.com is like all personal training stuff. So yeah, either the socials or those websites and each one of those has like email contact or, you know, message through there if there's any other specific questions. And if anyone out there is interested in being a guest on the show, like for sure, reach out. I love when people reach out and I don't have to reach out to them all the time. It's like, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. If you had the the guts to reach out, then like you've got something to say, obviously. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. It's been a total pleasure. Love talking with you. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. This is the, the first time I've been able to actually be the guest. So it was super fun being on the other side. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this information enlightening or encouraging for your journey in outdoor recreation, make sure to subscribe and consider sharing this episode with a friend. Please take some time to write a review of the show. It really does make a difference and I'd love to hear what you think. You can always listen on Spotify or find me on Substack by searching Between the Guidelines. Now, just a reminder, if you are not a paid subscriber to my Substack, please consider becoming one. It does take a lot of time and effort to get this information out to you, so any extra support is much appreciated. You'll get access to the second half of this interview, and as more content comes out, you'll get other bonuses. So, thanks for considering. If you have any questions, comments, or topics you'd like me to cover, feel free to email me at betweentheguidelines at gmail.com. Thank you again for listening. And remember, they're just guidelines.